Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hi, welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari, and this week we are joined by Extraordinary Educator Brianna for her second interview on the podcast. I am just so impressed with Brianna. I mean, we talk about growth mindset a lot on this podcast, but she is the epitome of the positive language and really looking out for her students, creating psychological safe spaces. Yeah. And not only that, but everything that she preaches, she practices. It's like the reverse. Like she, every time she's asking her students to do anything in terms of their mindset or, um, you know, taking chances, taking risks, being vulnerable, naming feelings, she models that first for them. So like they're, they're hearing what they should do and then consistently seeing it as well. And I'm thinking of like myself as a fifth grader and how powerful that would have been if someone would have taught me how to name my emotions or how to, you know, regulate myself or identify what I need to be successful. And she does that so beautifully and just makes it seem really easy when it's not. Yes. So easy. I know it would have made such a difference if my, if my teacher, when I was in fifth grade was that vulnerable and allowed me to see that the emotions that I'm feeling as a fifth grader are completely normal. Right. And it's okay to feel tired, feel sad, you know, like we're all human, you know, and it's just, it's so powerful. Yeah. So let's listen. Welcome back to the podcast, Brianna. We are so excited to see you again after seeing you in person this summer and having you on the podcast last year. So for those who don't know Brianna, we would love for you to start off just by introducing yourself to our listeners, please. So my name is Brianna Lugaville. I am part of the Extraordinary Educators Program at Curriculum Associates, and I'm also in my sixth year of teaching in inner city Ohio. Welcome, welcome. I'm sorry, what'd you say? It's so good to be here. It's so good to have you. And it was so wonderful meeting you live in Boston this summer. So how is your year going? So right now, honestly, this year has been challenging. Um, any teacher knows that as you as you teach in your teaching career, every so many years you hear a class before you have them. And this is the class that I've heard about all coming up and I've been mentally preparing and they're definitely challenging me to be my best teacher self every day. Um, but just like a diamond under pressure um, tends to become something extraordinary. My students are pressing me to be a better teacher in so many different ways. So I am thankful for the experience despite the challenge. <laughs> I love everything you just said. You just modeled real quick listeners. That is what growth mindset sounds like. And that is what positive framing of language sounds like. Not like these kids are terrible. Um, I think you just said the diamond, just like a, a diamond takes pressure. So what are some ways that you are growing this year is rather a, probably a better question. <laughs> Um, definitely. So uh, to start off, I am currently teaching the school where I did my student teaching. I left for a couple months, taught in Cincinnati, got laid off due to low enrollment and came back and I'm teaching the same district. And I was privileged to be working with the same person who mentored me the past couple of years. 
she moved down to the grade level I'm in. She was teaching math and science. I was teaching ELA and social studies. We have this amazing connection where we, we respond the same way. We are on the same page for social emotional learning with our students and trauma-informed care. And she is so amazing at her job that she got a building coach position in our building, which is so awesome. I'm so excited for her. However, that means I am working with a different teacher this year who is just starting in our district, who is learning our students, and I'm having the opportunity to mentor her, which is such a 360 for me on the other end. But it's definitely challenging me to take on a different role than I have previously. So instead of being the person that's popping next door like, hey, Jamie, that's my mentor, um, what do you think about this situation? I have people popping in my room saying, hey, Brianna, how do you feel about this situation? What would you do? And that's definitely challenging me along with the fact that we have a group of students who have known in the past to be challenging and need a lot of support in the classroom. How does it feel to be on the, the receiving end now? I think congratulations to you. And I think it just speaks to your leadership and um, the amazing work that you do with your students and you're being recognized for that. And, and folks are going to want to, you know, replicate best practices. How does it like how are you kind of um, managing that? I am both ecstatic and also sometimes like. Um, struggle with the idea that, oh, I have all this experience and I'm able to use it, but am I the best person for the job? And I know that mentally, um, I struggle with the idea that there are definitely amazing educators out there who have more experience than I do. So sometimes as a younger educator, I need to sit back and be like, no, I have spent a lot of time with these kids. I have grown to be excellent in what I do. And I need to work through that growth mindset, just like my students do. Um, instead of assuming that there's somebody better to answer the question. So that's the hardest part that's been for me is knowing the amazing educators that I currently work with and knowing that I'm a younger version of that doesn't mean that I'm any less qualified to answer those questions, if that makes sense. Yeah, and thank you for your transparency and, and you know being so vulnerable. I think you're modeling all the things right now, but really just, um, just being really honest. And um, Danielle and I have kind of talked about this before in terms of like imposter syndrome or or thinking like, am I the right one? And, and teachers, I feel like more than any other profession are so humble and are always looking to improve. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable to sit with the fact that you are excellent. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Danielle, I think you were going to say something too. <laughs> well, I wanted to dig in a little bit more. You are talking, we're all speaking the same language. And every time we talk to it, it's just so exciting to hear your thoughts on things. And I agree, like, the imposter syndrome is real. Um, it comes up for all of us and it is okay to to talk about that. And, and I do believe you are the right person. So I'd love to know from you, what do you do when you don't know what to do? So when you are faced with a challenge, how do you start to approach, like knowing that you had a group of students that might be challenging, how do you mentally prep for this? And then how do you continue to talk yourself off a ledge? Wow, what a big question. Um, so speaking of a ledge, um, at the beginning of the year, we get ready to come in for our like, um, where all the teachers come in and they do a little retreat before school and we talk about procedures and we have a lot of new staff in our building right now. So a lot of incoming teachers getting mentored. So we really needed this time. And I come in and the day before I find out that Jamie is not my co-teacher and I'm like, this is going to be fine. I'm going to meet the teacher I'm going to teach with tomorrow. And then I found out they didn't have the teacher that we were going to teach with yet. And it was like a week before school was going to start. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I ended up going to my room 
And something that I uh, am realizing that I need to focus on more is we talk with students about it's all about relationships. Like they need their support system. They need their champion that Rita Pearson talks about in that famous TED talk. Like they need their people. But as educators, we're like, we don't need people. That's not important. And I realized that as an educator, I need my support system constantly in my corner when I am struggling. So I ended up calling another teacher who couldn't make it to the retreat and talk to her about the situation because she knows our kids and the qualms that I had about moving on with this group of students, not knowing how to set up both rooms because we don't know who the other teacher is yet and I teach in both rooms. So taking on that whole responsibility, something extra that I'd planned. And um, I started to realize that if I was starting to feel like I was dreading the situation I was walking into because of all the changing pieces, then I needed to be responsible to create something that I am excited about. So I immediately started planning a speaker series for my students the first couple of days of school. Um, I started planning activities in the classroom that I hadn't tried before, knowing that it was going to be a challenge for working with the students. And I also started planning to meet with my mentor. So I'm currently in grad school for trauma resilience and educational environments with a focus in restorative justice. And I was privileged to have um, one of my professors my first semester offered to become a mentor for me because she saw the exact same thing, struggling with imposter syndrome and the things I was doing. I was literally in this class talking about what I do and they're like, that's restorative justice. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, excited about it. And she's like, you've been doing it. Now you need to teach it to other people. Um, so talking to her to help support me so that when I felt like I wasn't doing things well or I needed a sounding board outside of my classroom, I would have that. So I would say, relationships with the people that I know are supportive to me. And then again, if I'm not excited about something, I'm the teacher. We have so much flexibility. I need to create something to be excited about. And that excitement is what's going to be contagious with the students and get them excited about learning and being in school. So true. Mic drop. I wish you could all see Danielle's face. She has like her jaw on the floor. But yeah, I mean, it's all, everything you said so, so true having your people knowing who to go to and then just figuring out if something's not working, how to tweak it and, it, you know, get excited about it yourself. So then your students can kind of catch that contagious energy. So thank you for sharing those tips and best practices, Brianna. Before we close out, we would love to do Ask an Extraordinary Educator. So are you ready for your question? <laughs> I am so ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. Hi, Extraordinary Educator Podcast. Thanks for all you do. I'm loving this season. I would love your advice about showing up each day. We're human. How do I show up for my students on hard days? I know I'm allowed to have hard days, but when it's my job to show up for real humans, 32 of them to be exact, how do I do it? Thank you for all and any ideas. Sincerely, a stressed out teacher. <laughs> I would start with before we can show up for others, we have to show up for ourselves which is a lot. Um, and I know that on days when I am struggling, like that moment when I was like, I am not sure how I'm going to create excitement for not knowing who I teach with and who my students are or the support that I'm going to get. Um, I started showing up for myself and that looked like planning things that I was excited about. That looked like being honest with my students when I come in the classroom and modeling what that looks like. So I talk a lot about emotion identification with my kids. And I do the same thing when I walk in the room. I am excited today. Is it okay to be excited? It's totally okay to be excited. I think because I'm excited, we need a yoga break as a full class. That's being authentic and showing up with my kids. Um, 
I am really tired today. Is it okay to be tired? It's totally okay to be tired. Is everybody super tired? What do we need to be to be able to focus today? And then have a conversation with a class about that where, ooh, I am frustrated today. There's been a lot of talking today. Is it okay to be frustrated fifth grade? Totally okay to be frustrated. How can we work with our frustration right now? Do we need to take a 90 second break? So being honest with our students about where we are and showing up and that authenticity and vulnerability makes the classroom a much more comfortable place for everybody because your students want you to show up authentically. They want you to be honest with them that when you're upset about something, it's not related to them, that they know that because they're reading your facial expressions, even if they don't understand what they're reading on them or their emotion identification is not quite there yet at their developmental level. So I would say showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself and then being honest with the students that you were teaching about how you're showing up. So someday, Brianna, I would love for you to be secretary of education or president. Oh my, that's such a Either one. We'll take both. Uh, if everyone could understand and do what you are sound, the way you are describing it, it is sounding so easy and so manageable, but I know the impact you are having on your students. And if we could have more educators be able to teach that it's okay to have whatever feelings, but then what, what you're doing, you, she said it so effortlessly. I just want to unpack this for a hot second and then we'll, and then scene, right? But you first off share that you're human. You identified your emotion. You asked your class if it's okay. Then you shared that you normalize that emotions are okay and they're not good or bad. They're just emotions. And then you gave a strategy really fast. Like, I'm feeling frustrated. Are you feeling frustrated? Yeah. So what can we do? 90 second timeout. So impactful. I think so many people think social emotional learning has to be the wet blanket every other Tuesday. You are talking about just real connection. So I just, um, I'm looking forward to your podcast and book and all your spare time. And then um, we will definitely vote for you for, I don't even vote for you for president because it, it just, thank you. Thank you so much, Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rihanna. I think you're really just teaching your kids skills that most adults could also, uh, all from as well. Yes. All adults. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Brianna, for everything that you do every day. And it was great to chat with you. Same to you. Thank you. You are so welcome. That is it for today's episode of the Extraordinary Educators podcast. You can leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it really helps reach more educators. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Asoche and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback, a topic of interest, want to be a guest, or have a question to submit, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Danielle Sullivan, social media by At City Hannon, guest booking by Siri Liberis, music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIReady and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. 